One of America's foremost authorities on intuitive healing will be my guest on Gesundheit with Jacobus this Sunday morning. Dr. Mona Lisa Schulz, a neuropsychiatrist, physician, and medical intuitive, is often mentioned in the same breath with Dr. Norman Sheely and Carolyn Mace. A few years ago, we talked about her book, The New Feminine Brain. This time, we will discuss her latest work called The Intuitive Advisor. Amongst other things, Mona Lisa Schulz will explain the seven rules for intuitive health this Sunday morning from 7 to 10. Welcome back to Gesundheit with Jacobus, Health Talk Radio. Now your host, Jacobus Hollowine. And welcome back to the third and final hour today of Gesundheit with Jacobus on this uh, beautiful Sunday morning. We appreciate you with us. We are live uh, the day after July 4th. Uh, I know that other programming was not live this weekend, but I insisted to be live because I had a chance to have my guest on the program today, Dr. Mona Lisa Schulz, who has written many books and she is a medical doctor, PhD, as well as a medical intuitive. And we're talking about her latest book called The Show at a Time. A few years ago, in 2005, Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. The this is the day after Independence Day. Work. This means that we are independent right now. Good morning the to you. This is Gesundheit with Jacobus. I'm your host, Jacobus Holwine. Good to have you with us. Medical Thank you so much for tuning in. We're talking every Sunday morning about health we can and help ourselves with the experts, give them a chance to chat about so their she does that by explaining a specific topic of different seven energy So we appreciate your listening. As always, when we talk about health eating and healthy lifestyles, the purpose of the program is physical Symptoms and entertain, and how these symptoms can be treat or related to if you have any questions about the topic at hand within the chunk that interest so you, it's either for uh, yourself or somebody you to really close focus to you on reading all means. It's easy to understand, easy find to more read, information, get a second opinion. Go uh, on the internet, quite a bit of information. Of choice. So read a book in the library, it, uh, find out uh, what you I, need I to know recommend it about this specific I, uh, condition. I everybody you who is be. interested so will find themselves in Having said all that, uh, it's great to have you with us. It's a wonderful really day over here. Really beautiful summer. This is really, and we uh, hope you will enjoy the day after you listen to this great program. My guest today is no one less than Dr. Mona Lisa Schultz. teaches us how to become of medical symptoms of illness as well as a PhD and a medical intuitive. When and we have on the phone with us, Dr. Schulz received her doctorate a medical in behavioral neuroscience from Boston University no School of Medicine in 1993. In addition to her extensive background in health and Lisa brain research, Dr. Schulz has been a practicing medical intuitive in your life for 19 years. Doing a medical intuitive consultation, illness, knowing only in someone's name organ in your body. Mona Lisa discerns both one of the many joys of physical Dr. Mona Lisa's life is and the emotional state of his or her life, explaining how Trust and develop. Dr. Schulz teaches skills. us how to uh, become aware of, of our, those of how our like symptoms of illness radio are on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard That's Time. Very interesting when you 2 p.m. Eastern Standard that. Time. That is, uh, she has on a live call-in radio show about how to listen to your body and how and to that act is, uh, on, on Letting us know when something in our life is out of balance. Doing a medical intuitive consultation. There is no physician-patient relationship. Nor is any psychotherapy being performed. Mona Lisa will educate you on how to Emotional situations in your and, life. Uh, you can find a lot of information over there with the about her risk of and, illness um, and specific and things that she's body. working on, books that she's one of the many joys of her in life like is teaching individuals personal consultation her. Trust and all right. Now, uh, uh, Dr. Mona Lisa, we were talking at the end of the second hour, and I have you back on the program. Good morning. The news took over. We had to cut you off. You were talking about your story, which I really thank people like you who do so much great work and spend. 
time and writing books we and just actually don't giving know people when a chance to have something in their hand that they can go back and forth all this and and however we i realize more and more being in the health field i think it is pretty obvious that you everybody in your book we are something definitely it is either being overweight having high numbers of thyroid disorders obesity osteoporosis dealing with sexual dysfunctions having depression society in about 20 years from now struggle already in have qualitative life, if disorders. I can call it that way. We uh, all are being it challenged. It must be frustrating for you to, and, uh, to deal with that as to a doctor, see somebody to see it as a medical intuitive, being challenged, and to have people emotional come in and try to change doesn't give us the, the right to say, oh, this is they an are unhealthy things person. Today. This is that is a just something for you? that we are dealing well, with in this well, life, and I've why we have it, that's a whole lot of story. We can make a whole show on that. But to me, I look at you, your struggles, and somebody can say, well, if she is a doctor, why did she have to go through all this? So when you well, have sometimes we have, life, you know, mother, we, uh, we can give them husband, and we have to make lemonade even a out of it. And you see it's you it's, know it's okay to go through you struggles. You want them to change. You intuitively see how yes, they need to change. Well, I think if you get you know, frustrated, if you look at your body, it's like you are carrying the stress of your life with a warning light on your body. Yes. And, and you end up a lot of times we don't want to hear them. those warning lights. Um, and when you get sick for them, that's what I call are we supposed modern day stigmata. So I can't, I try really hard those lights not on. to get frustrated yes. because it's not a failure. I've lost too many organs. <laughs> I had too much health. Simply yeah. too many health problems. That it's just so what I try very hard to do are working. is use a variety of mindfulness skills to watch people a failure. My loved ones and it's the people that I that teach. You're going in the wrong direction. Watch and you them need to in their daily life, their struggles. With their, you know, recalibrate your path. And I try to educate yes. them you know, and, and support and them in making the changes. You know, all the while, I watch diet, what's going on in my body as I intuitively feel the for them so I don't pick up so their health problems and then Every illness get has an emotional behavioral component. And I understand that, is, in that fact, some people what the point of have this, a more difficult the intuitive advisor than all of us than others. I our understand intuitive that advisors, we my, all you know, have intuition for our loved ones. We dramatic. feel for them. The thing and is, you is can, that in fact, not, you know, pick up intuitively the, the card pain of our I loved ones that you don't want to get sick for it's them. It's not what right. card well, you're that dealt. Is, uh, that's really it's an ama- that amazing statement. Because we are yeah. in their I, presence uh, on a regular I basis, watch, you know, uh, obviously we are in the aura, TV. we are in the energy and fields, and that's why we pick it up. Is that kind of what how it happens? Exactly. Absolutely exactly. He knows how to make every hand your life a winning hand. Every day, your body and gets signals about what needs to change in your life. Way but you're also you intuitive for the lives the of your loved ones around you as well as your patients. If only you know so how you need to, to listen to the signals right. in your body and, and so find out what they're warning you about your life or the life of your loved ones. And that's in life how they're giving you advice Some people about what needs to change. And that's the point of the intuitive advisor. But all of us, you don't need to come to cards. So intuitive yes. advice. But, but all of us has a natural wiring of intuition in our brain and our body. My Absolutely. specific kind of epilepsy. And it is interesting, even this week, as I'm actually, talking to people and say, well Mona Lisa Schultz is going to be on about a book, uh, The Intuitive Advisor. And people uh-huh. kind of look uh, at you still, and I know you're talking about this in the book. People are still would, thinking about it's kind of weird intuition. But we all have, I said, well, do you ever think about somebody and all of a sudden the phone rings and it's them? And you go, like, oh, I was just thinking about you. I said, that is already intuition. So I said, but besides that, that, 
we can indeed Your have pains in our body, aches and pains, and it is so well have, described with all the examples you use in your book about people who are going through struggles so, in know, life example, and all of a sudden, boom, they have an issue wonder, that manifests itself sure in a certain part of the blind, body. And that is so fascinating, think, oh my God, and I hope that wondering. we have a chance to go through these because uh, today, about your book, The Medical of the Intuitive Advisor, and folks, by all means, this is a great new book that Dr. Mona Lisa Schulz wrote. Area of the brain. It's, it's, yeah. The subtitle is A Psychic girl, Doctor Teaches blind, You How to, to Solve Your Most wonder. Pressing Health Problems. Barbara and Streisand, and uh, it is about, a very easy read, but it is, it's, not, it's not easy <laughs> as far as, you know, all of a sudden you start reading it, you understand it all, yeah. but, but it's very, it's, it's very detailed. Uh-huh. And, and I think, therefore, that what you have done to describe the different energy centers, the situations we're dealing with, the great stories, I love your stories. Uh, Similarly, because they make it very clear that you say, oh, yeah, I, I know a person like that, or hey, that is me, has a uh, that it, it brings it home, but it is definitely... Ability. But you look at this, um, this is work. You're going to have to, if you want to, if you read this book, you are interested in this. So example, you know, I, something has to change in my life. And, and, or or you, you read it and you, call, you go like, oh the man, mouse, I had no idea that this was going on. I, I never mouse. looked at my issue this way. Now you're giving us a chance to actually start fixing it. And I think that's the bottom line. We can talk and talk and talk all we want. The bottom line is, can we do something with the information we receive? He would not have had a career. No, yes. my point I is, is that what makes you perfect. disaster about your life and your health expo is actually the wine publishers of my health problems. And so all, everybody there is supposed to be handle. involved. Yes. So this lady comes up to me, I'm signing My books. saving grace, because yeah. they and actually might have to me. And she's written two books, so she was put me down on the table. And she says that she spent the last two years writing these two books and creating a company and survive. And I think going through a divorce thrive. and something else. I cannot you remember. Can then take the but there was a lot going on. And, live a and then she life. says, and then she starts feeling really, tired. Oh my God, let's call CNN. That's how <laughs> I teach yeah. people. And then her thyroid falls out. The difficult so she looks life, at me with this impeccably manicured face. The likes of which a plastic surgeon yeah, has probably see seen that. many times. It, it, it's, it's, um, it <laughs> is really a humbling it. experience to work to and work with people and realize, and of course, you says, not only have dealt with your own issues, but you talk to people who say, they're crying out and say, tips. please help me. And, and then you're able to tune into them and help them understand that the shortcomings they think they have are actually the reason why they call which you know, is give you a chance to put them on the right path, give them, the, give them some direction. Yes. Let me say it this exactly. way. So that all of a sudden they realize yeah. they're not so bad off. It is just that they have put all the focus on their imperfection because they cannot let go. And I think many of us deal with that on a daily basis. We look in the mirror and we say, I don't like this part about myself. And we think everybody sees that. And many so times people just look you right in the eyes and just talk with you, okay? and they can appreciate yeah. you for your personality, they can appreciate you, you for your you other gifts, and it's, it's not an issue for them. participate and say, okay, you know, I'll get squared away in five, five seconds, for you, and your thyroid's going to do it too? She's not fixing no. it now. I said, you, Trust your me. body has a uh, vote. A couple of years ago, and you have a vote, and you're working um, in partnership Mello, with your body. Right. Uh-huh. It's not going to just be dragged along in two seconds. She looks at me like I've lost my mind. How does he get really? your body is your intuitive advisor. It votes no. Huh. It votes it's no. Like it's, it's not going. It's we have to keep She looks at me. She says, 
said, but don't you have any tips to bring it, to have so me square it away what so I can, I can move it into and place? So I said, your body says no. She never got the concept. A crisis mm. That's the point, is that we live. Are all we part rent. of our... We don't own our bodies. We rent. That gives us... We rent month to month lease. That man who called up and the lease comes up. And He's then a very die. precise, but we went one to one. The body is your landlord. But only he mm-hmm. can. And it gives you little notices every once in a while. That's your intuitive advisor when you're doing something he wrong. Would, yes. He would do. He would do whatever to. I remember when. Oh. Uh, don't worry, there is somebody on the on the line who would like to talk to you, so call up, please be quiet. You're running your water too I, um, long, you're running your electricity too much, you're spending too much money on, uh, you know, uh, air conditioning. Yeah. All they these things, your body will let you know, your landlord will let you know. You know, that's what you have. You have people who don't speak Portuguese. And you're running too hard. So I went to see this guy, eventually, if you... That's a great yeah. point. I, the, I totally understand that. that is, uh, we are uh, so many times, and I tell and people the same thing, our mind is telling our body to get up and go, and our body has been telling us already for a while that it can't do it anymore. And I did talk to somebody this week who had a similar issue where all of a sudden I suggested her, she also was dealing with an, with he a thyroid problem and 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 and, and I said too I to said um, yeah she was starting to take some supplements and, and a few days later she calls and she says she was so place. tired uh-huh. and I, I said, said oh, that is because these supplements bring out your serotonin your neurotransmitters end up telling you to slow down I said at this time you just start listening to your body and just take a nap in the afternoon and go to bed early she said well I just want to go to bed and sleep but this is somebody who's been running on adrenaline for a while. So it is very interesting that all of a sudden, after a few days working with certain (laughs) nutritional supplements, that the body is reacting that quickly and telling her, because too many of us just run on our adrenaline and run on our mind, telling us, go, 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 you've got schedules, you've got people to meet, places to go. And, you know, and we, our body doesn't you know, always want to do that. Exactly. So over we have a call already for you. We'd like to get in touch. Call her. Good morning. Thank you for waiting. Oh, you hung up. 522-TALK. 522-8255. By all means, give us a call. When we do put you on hold, please be quiet because else you're disturbing the caller or other people listening. So we appreciate that. So I think that is one of the big problems that we have in society today that there are more stresses and that we are more... We have more schedules to keep, uh, working with cell phones, computers, etc. Uh, we're just, uh, I don't want to, it's no yeah. pun intended, we're wired uh, differently so all of a sudden with uh, all the new technology and, and there seems no more break unless you turn everything off and go to bed and be quiet and close the blinds. And that's obviously not the way we want to live a life, but something is going to have to change. And I think exactly why she's describing in the book with the intuitive advisor that so many of us get messages all the time and we just don't listen to it. So intuition... Make sure and I understand uh, uh-huh. intuition is not just is not I the see. same as having psychic powers. And I went, no, yeah, and we've heard this before. I used to work psychic doctor. I did for more reason. This is before this is through a translator. And it's very funny. It's like why do you have to scream at the ceiling? Psychic. Psychic means mind. That's where the advice is. 
But then when you see, I I see. So then she comes back and she says, "They say our culture that if they could take away your gifts, psychiatric health problems anymore." It's a study of the mind. Are you into psychology? It's like a study of the mind. Like dial call now, operator standby. Yes. What? So they're saying that if they could take away your gifts, you won't have health problems anymore. You're another of the right brain form of intelligence. It's the other side of the hemisphere of our complete brain. To make a complete so decision. You understand that's so that's intuition. Yes. That's true. That's I wouldn't say psychic powers because powers infer that you have an extraordinary right. capacity that no and other you know, human has. Say that. When everybody has intuition, intuition. And it's a part of the normal wiring between our right brain and our body and our left brain to help us make complete decisions and correct mistakes in our life. How do we... But the, the, the work that you have done, and uh, people in your field like uh, Carolyn Mays and and Neil Sheely, these are listening to Gesundheit with Jacobus on AM fourteen fifty KMMS and devotion and very serious. as well as AM fifteen forty in Park County and Living Actually, use my intuition also live over the internet to let it be Because when you talk to people, you have this gift. Obviously, click on the listen live button. How we appreciate you with us. We're talking to Dr. Mona Lisa Schultz about her new book, The Intuitive Advisor. Even though it is normal for you. And I tell you one thing that you realize you have to put it on the shelf, and that is what happened with you when you went to medical school. You realized you had to crisis. Let me call it crisis. Academia, and you had to put your intuition in health science so that you could really study the material that you had to study in order to pass your exams. When it comes to so there is a time that we can turn it on, turn it off. Still, a lot of people think at the same time, if you have the gift, we need to get more developed. The bottom line the way is, you what can it, we do to improve um, uh, the quality of you, our own You're going to have to study this. Keep you have to know what you're doing. It's not just that. Not everybody has it as developed as the next person. That's why I highly recommend you pick different. up this book, The Intuitive Advisor, because even if the government is going to take away our freedom of choice to pick nutritional supplements or is going to make it very hard for us to, if socialized medicine is going to happen, and we've seen it in Europe and, and even in um, Canada. You often have to wait many months before you can get you treated. Brain, you may have to wait to a year, a year and a half before you can get any kind of transplant if that is what you so need. It can be very difficult. Uh, you think you're going to save money, but you may run out of time in your own life. To have an understanding of your own body, your own energy centers, to learn how to read your own issues, especially with Dr. Mona Schultz, what she writes in this book, how you can find things in your own life, how you can recognize them and therefore work with them, is invaluable in this day because... Other things, other freedoms may be taken away. And I've mentioned this before. Somebody called up and said, well, I don't know if I can trust all these natural remedies. I don't think there's enough research. And I made the comment and I said, the most used, most widely used form of alternative medicine today is prayer. About 85% of the people will use prayer when there is and a crisis, she has an and for them, she's, it she's is a feeling of phobia. support, a feeling of Those help. Two things, as well as other the government cannot take it away because you can do it at any time. Reading a book, like the, like the intuitive That's advisor, right. 
will and give you insights for hearing and that are going to be your driving force, your strength, your dynamo, of dynamo clear, to help you in your life to make new choices, wiser choices, give you a chance to <laughs> increase or to improve so my, the quality brain, of your health and your life your your relationship with other people, and that is what makes this country healthier, not a government telling us how to do it. No, it needs to come from the individual. And so we need to learn how to find that strength in ourselves and to get the knowledge again, to reacquaint ourselves with ourselves, listening to our own intuition. And in this book, we learn through the symptoms in our body how this could be related to a certain disorder, emotional, spiritual, mental cause behind the disease that we are experiencing, the pain that we are experiencing. So pain is not bad. Suffering is not bad as long as we use it to be our new charge to move in the right direction. Is that fair to say, Dr. Yes, absolutely. This intelligence is ridiculous. It's not exactly. a gap uh-huh. you learn. Science. Uh-huh. So says it extends it drives on moonstruck. Mental. Yeah. Because yeah. Earth, same to, thing as um, just reducing it all to, to psychic. Experience to love the and it doesn't have a person get yes. in touch with their intuition. Yes. But to reduce it down to this is a normal Have you done, uh, I know we're coming closer to, uh, to a break, but have you done any uh, reading on the work of Edgar Casey? Helps all oh, of yeah. us understand that this is a normal product. Because you never think that Bob Estrella was doing something unusual. I, and I, I remember, um, I, remember I was in and her body. Tiny hospital. And the same thing with me. Um, yes. would, you, would you mind sharing that story with us when we come back after brain. the break? That would you have to work for it. Another 25 minutes when we come back, you have to train us. That's right. And that is a, that, that's an important thing. So uh, when, when we have a gift, let's go with it. Let's go with exactly. it. Because, and, and too many people, and, and maybe that's what you find out in your work when you talk to, uh, when you talk to your clients, that some of them have gifts and they've never developed them but they, they are, they're welling up in them and they need to be developed and maybe that's why they need to talk to you that you tell them what their talents are and that they need to go with with exactly we're gonna hit that stay tuned we will be right back we have a caller would like to get in touch with you caller good morning to you thank you for the call what is your name? How can we help you, please? The unbalanced guy. Oh, Daniel. Good morning, <laughs> Daniel. You, yeah. you, are, you have been unbalanced for a while. Well, no, no. Not that I've always been this unbalanced, but I, I could have got a gold star for my health for about 60 years, and then I started getting these cluster headaches on the right side of my head. It might be refined to be called hemicrania continua, but nevertheless, being a new age guy, I've heard that diseases are often just projections of the images of our mind, that diseases can be manifestations of particular illusions of the ego. I've heard that breast cancer comes from selfishness, heart disease from hardness of heart, and then dozens of others that Williamson and Hay come up with. But I want to find out about my specific equation. Can you tell me anything about why I would have these shooting, screaming pains in the right side of my brain? For a few months, and then they'll go away. Then they'll come back again. What's your What's your first name? Daniel R. Peterson. And and your uh, just your first name. And how old are you? Sixty-five. I see that what you have is you have to your your medical intuition. You have a sixth chakra issue. 
this has to do with balancing your left brain with right brain, getting a clear intellect, being able to balance the right brain gestalt, the overall theme, with the left brain details. I think you're very good with left brain details, but when it comes to allowing, letting go, allowing the details to fall away and to have less control over a situation, you don't do well at all. I see when it comes to working in environments with groups of people where someone has authority over you, when there is a boss, a person who has a a great deal of control over you, where they can judge or criticize you, you don't do well at all. I see that you have a great deal of intelligence and intellect, but somehow you need to open up the other part of your brain, the right brain part that lets go of details. What part of your head has the pain? The right side. And then some people with this ailment uh, have the left side of the brain. And usually it happens in the spring, whereas some people it will happen in the winter, or some people it happen in the autumn. It's, it's an odd condition. What do you do for a living? I'm a swinker. A what? A what? Oh, uh, well, that's an old English term for a toiler. I, I dig ditches by hand and <coughs> spray napweed and do lawn care. Um, do you work for someone, or do you work alone? No, I work alone, because I'm an Aries, so I like to do it on my own. <laughs> so you don't like working underneath somebody? Uh, well, I've done it. It's, I don't dislike it, but I've uh, gravitated toward just doing it cash under on the barrel head. Right, but my point is, is that what I would suggest you do is work with someone in getting mindfulness treatment. I would what is that called? Mindfulness. Mindfulness. It, there is a kind of mindfulness meditation that's very good for migraine or other types of serious vascular headaches. They work with observing, describing, and actually that, that kind of meditation can actually change your brain waves. Hmm. This ma- might actually help you with the allowing factor that's necessary with right brain function, which actually might help with your headache quite a bit. It's the allowing very, factor? Yeah, the allowing, the allowing factor. factor with the right brain that you're not very good with. You, you oh. brought up the Aries. Aries are not very good with allowing. Yeah. It's yeah, why you like, like to work for yourself. You don't like to work underneath someone. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, so if yeah. you work with mindfulness, and it's well, well studied by Herbie Benson at Harvard in Boston, you might be able to help a tremendous amount with your headache. I wish Herbie, you good luck, Mr. Daniel. Herbie Benson? Herbie, Herbert Benson. Herbert Benson. Herbert it could be ben- very, very, very helpful for your headaches. Oh. I know that there are a lot of herbs that could be helpful, but in the end, it has to do with this kind of vascular kind of issue, and I think mindfulness could very much help you. But it's, you, you, you said it, it's, your, it's this kind of determined person that doesn't like to allow. And there's all kinds of literature about that with, with migraine headaches. This is a different category. Migraine, you usually want to just lay down and shut the windows. No, I know, but I, I'm not saying this is, 
You want That's, to jump and but, run and hit your head against the wall. Right. These are, they're related in the same category of medical intuition. Oh. oh interesting. Hmm. Good luck. Thank you so much. Thanks, right, Daniel. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Dr. Mona Lisa, that is an interesting thing that you bring up and that you also say migraines. Um, women end up having more migraines because of hormonal cycles. Um, that would be totally different. So you cannot put things, I mean, I'm, I'm saying to myself right now, I cannot put things in, in just a category. I cannot just put it in a box. But when, let's say, during hormonal cycles, uh, uh, all of a sudden migraines and headaches come up, could that also be related indeed, that you have those symptoms based on what you just described to Daniel about maybe work opening up the right side of the brain? Well, if you go through the sixth chakra chapter. Yes, if I could turn back time. Right. It, there, there are four types of people. Yes. And these are people who balance um, conservative and liberal mindset. Yeah. Being the, able to hold on to details but then let go and be just very expansive. Mm. Um, there are two types of people. There's the bright ball person who's very much about the details, very determined, but it's not very good with letting go, the allowing, and that's actually Daniel. Yes. Then there's a the person who is the shooting star, which is very good with, you know, the expansive, you know, your basic Aurora Borealis kind of person, the massage therapist, the, um, you know, the, the meditator, just someone who kind of goes with the flow, but lets the details go. Yeah. That's the shooting star. Uh-huh. And then there is a person who's the mind like a steel trap. These are people that hang out with MIT. They're just, they, you know, they meditate, they take Louise Hay classes, and they're bright and incredible with all the details. And then there are the people that I'm sure you have a lot of where you are. There are the blown a fuse and in the dark, but spiritually illuminated. And these are people who, whose minds have become unplugged for whatever reason, either through menopause or through trauma or whatever. And they can't get the details and they can't get the gestalt. There are a lot of people, some people who've had a lot of trauma and tragedy and then go through menopause, they have this problem. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people who have a lot of um, serious types of consistent health problems throughout their life have this problem. And that means that they're thrust in the dark at midlife, and then they have brain problems. So six chakra is migraine headaches, is eyes, ears, problems. And anybody with a migraine headache can fall into any of those personality types. So not everybody like, like Daniel is going to have his personality style. They can have the other three. Right. And depending on what your unique profile is your solution is going to be different i see caller thank you for joining this program what is your name and how can we help you good morning this is celia hey celia good morning to you yeah hi jacobus and mona lisa i'm so excited to talk to you and have you on the program thank you so much celia how old are you 54 how can i be of help well uh just a comment and then a question I I did read the new feminine brain and found it just gosh it really hit home and I finally understood a lot of things and in fact I took an intuition course and it it basically changed my life and my whole uh, approach but I, I will say that you you really have to use it or you lose it uh, my question <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My my personal issue is I have trouble sleeping, and uh, I I kind of know what it is. I mean, my brain just goes on overdrive, 
but I'm not sure how to deal with that. Okay. Celia, you're 54, is that correct? Yes. You know, our sleep is part of, it's the part, well, first of all, if you drew a circle, that's a, you know, a quick and dirty model of our brain, and you drew a horizontal line through it, mm-hmm. below the line is your temporal lobe area for emotion and intuition. Mm-hmm. And then above the line would be your frontal lobe area, the sensor. It, it, it mutes. It's a mute button for your emotion and intuition. Mm-hmm. And it's the mute button that stays on so we can keep the job, the relationship, the place in society so we don't get arrested. <laughs> so you need to know that that frontal lobe has re- hormone receptors so that it makes us be able to keep that lid on our emotions and te- uh, intuition even firmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, to quote Medea, have you ever seen any of those Medea movies? No. Which, which movie? Uh, well, it says that keep the shut to the up. But anyway, it's a famous phrase from that movie. When we go to sleep at night and we go into REM, mm-hmm. the frontal lobe comes off and we have uncensored, unbridled access to our emotion and intuition. So for some people, dreaming is a huge way of unbridling, turning off the mute button to our intuition. Uh That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. But you need to know that it may be very hard for you to access that since at midlife, a lot of that frontal lobe area has hormone receptors and some of them are progesterone, some of them are estrogen. Mm. Progesterone mm. is an anti-anxiety hormone, mm. and estrogen is, um, is serotonin, and both are required for normal sleep. Um. And as you get older, progesterone goes down, 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 and progesterone is a sedative, and estrogen goes down, 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 and serotonin, like in Turkey, makes you sleepy. Mm -hmm. And if you have a biological predisposition to problems with sleepiness and mood, your problems with sleep are going to get worse. But that said, another regulation for sleep is relationship. Mm -hmm. Close relationships help entrain our circadian rhythms. This is a rhythm that we get up and we go to bed. We get up and we go to bed. So if you have a close relationship with a dog, a cat, or a person, it's easier to have a normal sleep wakefulness cycle because you have a buddy. You, 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 you go to bed, get up, go to bed. It's like a metronome. Mm-hmm. But when someone has a loss in a close relationship, mm-hmm. they go into grief, they go into sadness, they pine for contact. And if, even if it's not a loss and there's distance in a relationship, somehow the, that cycle gets messed up and they can't get to sleep. Hmm. Have you had a loss or a very big distance in a relationship, Celia? Mm, I wouldn't say anything major. I have ups and downs with my husband. Ups and downs with your husband. Mm-hmm. And what are your periods like? Pardon me? 
What are your periods like? Do you still have periods? Oh, no, no. I haven't had them for uh, six years. Six years. And how long have you had insomnia? Well, since menopause, yeah. Right. That's... So my point is, your ups and downs with your husband mm-hmm. are going to be more obvious. You're going to feel them more since menopause. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be uncensored. They're going to be, your intuition about them is going to be much louder. It's, your, your statement about if you don't use it, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it is actually incorrect. Your body intuition is actually getting stronger. Uh-huh. Your intuition is coming through your insomnia. Uh-huh. So your tolerance to little issues with your husband is going to get bigger. Uh-huh. And it's going to come through insomnia. Uh-huh. If you have a problem with someone, it's going to be very hard to sleep near them at night, and it will come through insomnia. I can give you some suggestions on how to help you with your sleep, but I'm going to tell you, Miss Celia, those little ups and downs before menopause are going to be more less intolerant. You're going to be more intolerant of them after menopause, and they're going to keep you up. Okay. So I would suggest five HTP, a hundred milligrams, three times a day. Mm-hmm. I would suggest considering what is your weight. Uh, 125. Good. I would suggest, in addition to your calcium and magnesium supplement, taking extra magnesium, 200 to 400 milligrams a day on an empty stomach, that might help you sleep. Okay. But I would then take a fearless inventory of what the down is in your relationship, getting that from your right brain out your mouth, putting words to it, and learning how to talk to your husband about it and getting it out. And I think you'll find that you sleep better. Mm. Okay. Can I, can I, can I say, ask something, Dr. Mona Lisa? Yes, go ahead. Let's say uh, you lose, like Celia has mentioned, uh, she lost her parents, the last one, about six years ago. If there are unresolved issues, could Same that thing. also be coming up then at this Absolutely. point? Absolutely, a loss of a loved one. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. Do you, uh, um, one thing that I didn't see in the book, but I was going to ask you about it, uh, the Bach flower remedies, have you ever heard of, worked with yes, them? Yes, I think that they're wonderful. That too will help. The so something like Star, so like Star of Bethlehem for loss of a loved one and right. uh, do, dealing with grieving that you didn't have time to grieve about right, would be helpful? Oh. Yes, because that will put more, the loss of your parents, would put more of um, a need for closeness with your husband. Uh-huh. Because you lose, your first, you lose your first chakra with your parent, and so you'd need more emotional content, contact from your husband. I see. And Did... if you didn't get it, uh-huh. you'd get upset. I see. So uh-huh. you need to diversify. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's not like, it's not, he, it's not necessarily his fault, it's not your fault. It's, it's the supply and demand. If a rack, if a rack, if we couldn't get any more oil from a rack, and we couldn't, then we turn to our suppliers in Texas. And if they didn't get it to us fast enough, we get mad at them. He's a supplier in Texas, mm-hmm. so you need to diversify. You need other suppliers. Do you so, understand what I'm saying? Yes. Is yes, it like? Yes. Is it kind of like being able to process other losses and, and, in life? And she needs process, but see, she's been processing for six years. Okay. It has to do with rearranging. I see. Her first chakra. How does she feel safe and secure in the world? How she gets her connection? Yeah. It's, it's, so Star of Bethlehem will help with the pining for contact, but she needs contact, social contact. She needs to lay down new roots. 
Oh. And that's why she turns to her husband. She doesn't get it. And there's like, ah, 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 feeling a <laughs> I, can, I, I can describe it. I'm sorry. That's a technical term. <laughs> Does that compute? Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, That's well, the feeling I, it is. I definitely have had more of a draw toward my women friends. That's it. Good. Okay. I hope I have better some help. Good luck. Thank yes, you. Thank you. Thank you, Celia. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, that's very interesting. Uh, not that I'm saying all oh, the Bach flowers are the cure-all. Oh, but no, I, I, love, I, also... I love Bach flowers. You yeah. know what they do? I'm going to tell you what I like about Bach flower. You know when you have a jar that's too tight and yeah. you can't get it open? Yeah. <laughs> you sit there and you, you can't get it open. And you sit there and you feel like an ass. And then you hand the jar to someone else and they just open it? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what the hell was wrong with me? Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the person, the other person was the box flower remedy. Uh, they loosen the jar. Yes. They make it easier. It's not the whole thing, but it helps facilitate. Mm. That's the way it is. It loosens the jar mm. so that you can then open it with the other work you do. Yes. And I think uh, uh, talking about box flowers, I think uh, something like walnut, uh, which deals with uh, moving through change. With yeah. everything that's going on, people losing jobs, uh, f- going through the change of life, uh, these are all things that help us to move through those emotions and everything that comes up with this, that we understand it. You mentioned 5-hydroxytryptophan, 5-HTP. Um, it is indeed a precursor to serotonin, but there are certain companies that come out just with the tryptophan itself and they believe that tryptophan is better to take than the 5-HTP. Have you worked with either one and seen better results with 5-HTP in this case? Well, the reason why, first of all, if you look at a biochemical equation, I'm just thinking. Yeah. If you want to use tryptophan, you can just eat turkey or drink milk. Okay. But that said... You want to hit a pathway in as many points as possible. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So I read, I can't remember what book it was, but 5-HTP hits the pathway above tryptophan. So I think that mm. it seems to be that I've gotten better results with 5-HTP than tryptophan itself. Okay. I well. just That's just my personal opinion. But, you know, whatever a person gets better effects with, they should use. That's right. So you kind People of have to different. experiment. People are different. Yes, uh, that's that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we, we're at the end of the first hour, uh, Dr. Mona Lisa. We very much appreciate you with us. We have another two hours to go. It's great, all of you listeners, uh, that you're tuning in today and are here, Dr. Mona Lisa Schulz, uh, world-renowned in her work, what she is doing as a medical doctor and a medical intuitive. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Caller, good morning to you. Thank you for joining and waiting. What is your name? How can we help you, please? Oh, yes. Hi, it's Monty. Hey, Monty. Good morning to you. <laughs> good morning. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Um, yeah, just no. Really excited. I, I, I woke up so I could hear and participate with the show and been taking notes. And um, uh, my main question and interest is um, I'm interested in all the, the physical symptoms and all of that that everybody's been calling in with. Um, I'm interested in the emotional component um, as a massage therapist. Um, my biggest challenge has always been uh, just emotional boundaries for me and in life in general, in relationships, and being able to somehow balance out the sensitivity, the high sensitivity I have in environments and with people and clients and so forth. I see. High sensitivity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
draw. Monty, how old are you? 36. M-O-N-T-E? M-O-N-T-I. Kennedy. Kennedy. And you're, I'm sorry, how old again? 36. 36. Draw two circles on a piece of paper, but make the biggest, the circle on the right bigger. Okay. Okay? And imagine that, in fact, there are two breasts, but the one on the right is bigger than the left. Okay. (laughs) There's a reason why I say that, because, and we'll get to that in a second. So the one on the right is your right brain. The circle on the right is your right brain, and the circle on your left is your left brain. And underneath mm-hmm. them, draw a big box. Okay. Underneath, the underneath those? Okay. Underneath the circles, draw a big box. Okay. And that's your body. Because okay. the circle on your right is your right brain, and it's okay. important for emotion mm-hmm. and intuition. Your emotions, but intuition picking up the, the, the feelings of other people. Uh-huh. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Notice I made it bigger than the left. Yes. Okay. Can we say that one more time? Notice I made the right circle bigger than the left. Right, because right. Because you're uh-huh. a big honking right brain on a stick. You're yeah. very intuitive. You pick, you're very emotional, and you pick up the feelings of people around you. Uh-huh. The left brain, which is yours is smaller, unfortunately, for you, is smaller than your left brain. is is supposed to be important for saying and doing the right thing. Uh-huh. So, and the box, your body... Yeah. is important for health or disease. Mm-hmm. So the way that this works is with for health. And this is the way you're, for a normal person, this is the way you say you want to be. Okay. You want to take your right brain emotions mm-hmm. and the ones you, the, the intuition you pick up about other people. For health, you're supposed to bring that to your left brain and say and do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Say and do the right thing. Not the right right thing that you think you should do. Not the right thing that you thought, think that society wants you to do. Uh Not the right thing that you think would make you lovable. Uh But say and do the right thing that's healthy for you. Otherwise, your right brain emotions and the intuition you pick up from other people around you, you don't say and do the right thing, your body will let you know it through symptoms of illness, eventually. Mm. Now, Monty, you're 36, mm-hmm. and you won't be able to maintain what you're doing for very long. I see. So, for, because of that big right brain on a stick, you're very intuitive, and you're very emotional, and you're picking up all these feelings and problems from people around you. Mm-hmm. And you can see that if you don't say and do the right thing with your left brain, your body accumulates it. What does that that mean, say and do the right thing? Um, Right, 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 my point. You say you want to shield yourself. What was the word you you said? uh, Protect myself or have better boundaries. Okay, why would you want to do that? Mostly because I feel I burn out very quickly, okay, and then I have out. to retreat. Okay, good, good. So go down in the box. Uh-huh. <laughs> you just did the reading. Go down in the box <laughs> okay. and draw seven chakras. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and label them from the one from the bottom on up. One through seven. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. So put an X on the first one because you said burnt out. It's inflammation. Yeah. 
Okay? Okay. So that means that when you, when your right brain, you have a feeling when intuitively you're picking up a distress in someone, yeah. you're not saying and doing the right thing with your left brain, your body picks it up and you feel burnt out. Mm. You follow me? Yes. Uh-huh. So when you don't, you don't do the right thing with your right brain intuition, your body tells you medically intuitively through burnt out. Okay. Are you following me? Kind of. <laughs> okay, let me because tell you. you doing, think you need doing to, the right thing. Is well, I know, no, 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 I know. I understand that. So you think you need to shield yourself. I'm going to give you another way of saying it because you ain't no way you're going to be able to shield yourself. Look at that big honking double D right brain. <laughs> okay. There's no way. Trust right. me. I've okay. done this. I invented the concept. <laughs> Trust me. I've done white clouds, white bubbles, <laughs> yes. red shields. <laughs> Trust, trust me. Yeah. Okay. Forget it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you another way, okay? okay? Okay. When you see someone in distress and you pick it up intuitively with your right brain, right? Right. You have an automatic thought. There are two automatic thoughts you may have. Okay, this is the thought. This is one of them. These are the intuitive curses. Okay? There's two of them. Okay. One of them is if I pick up something bad's going to happen in someone's life, right? I can tell them once, I can tell them twice. And if they don't change it, and that bad thing happens, it's my fault. I are you see. following me? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's wrong. That's where you have to do something with your hands and say that their life is not their responsibility. Their life is not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Just because I got the intuitive bad news does not mean that if the bad stuff happens in their life, it's not my fault. Okay. Let okay. me give you because because you keep thinking if I had tried hard enough, I could have prevented it. Are you okay. following me? Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Because that means that you're in, your intuition, you, you're playing God. Very bad, very dangerous. Mm, okay. If you get a credit card bill in the mail from somebody else, $20,000 credit card bill, it wasn't yours, it was someone else's. Someone else's. Okay? Right. What would you do with it? Uh, I suppose I would throw it away or give it to them. Give it to them. Okay. You wouldn't pay it? No. Well... <laughs> You um, I, normally, I know, I, I, take, I would take on the, the issue. No, but no, no, but you wouldn't pay the bill. No, no, I wouldn't pay the okay. bill. Okay, and if you noticed that it was past due several times, yeah. would you work with those people to help them with a the payment plan and make sure they didn't sell, pay, they didn't sell, um, charge their card anymore? Would you get involved with the problem? No, I, I wouldn't. Why, why not? You see the problem. You see them going down the tube. Why aren't you doing something to prevent it, you bad person? You got the news. You 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 are then complicit. No, it's not your gig. Right. It's not right. your fault. You got the message in the mail, mm. and you delivered it to the correct recipient, mm. and then okay. you let the message go. Correct. Right. Don't take it. You on. assume it that hurt. that person had a higher power, and it wasn't you. But they could between their higher power and them, they were going to fix the bill. Correct? Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. The same with everything else, Missy. I'm not saying I have this completely down, but I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. And that is this. 
when you intuitively get connected to someone, you get a signal that something bad's going to happen. You tell them once, you tell them twice. And then you pretend it's that bill. You let it go and you do a mental 12-step program on it. And you learn 12-step codependent stuff. Mm-hmm. You learn they have a higher power. It ain't you. Mm. And you learn detachment. And every time you start to worry about that person, you notice and you do a mindfulness technique on it. You say, oh, there I go again. I'm worrying about that person. I'm paying that person's credit card bill. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I do. See that's what you're doing. And that's the burnt out thing. You are energetically going to all these people and making sure they're paying their bills. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's insane. Yeah. 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 Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that is really exaggerated, but that's exactly what we're dealing with. That's exactly what you're doing energetically. Yeah. And the only reason why I say that is because a friend of mine who owns L.O. Bean got my L.O. Bean credit card bill by mistake. <laughs> well, you think it's exaggerated, but it isn't funny. She got my bill and she looked at Roosevelt and she could have paid my bill. And you know what she did? She did the loving thing. She called me up and said, What the hell are you doing carrying a battle <laughs> She did the loving thing. She screamed at me and then she let it go. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Okay, does that make sense? yeah, it does make sense. In doing that process and doing the process of that could be a technique that I could use or anybody who's highly sensitive could use could be when you feel like you're starting to get pulled into somebody else's field or you're taking on somebody else's field, just um just I suppose just on the left side of the brain, just articulate it even if it's in your head or whatever. There's a technique. You can get a book called and you don't have borderline personality disorder by far, but the book is called Skills Training. Skills training? Skills, as in skillful skills training for borderline personality disorder by Marsha Linehan. Oh, okay. Okay. And on page 100 is something called Wise Mind. Wise Mind, I've heard of that, yeah. It's a a mindfulness skill. It's based on Thich Nhat Hanh. When you start to feel like you're losing it, meaning you're you're losing your energy and going to someone else's problem. Right. It's a mindfulness skill you observe. You describe, and you watch what your feelings are doing, and you don't judge them. And that helps you bring back, collect yourself. And I mean collect yourself, the parts of you that are running around and paying other people's bills. And that's what you do. The other issue, the only other thought pattern I have is a bigger one. So that's the first one. And then you might have to do a 12-step program on a codependent, because chances are a lot of people who are very intuitive, who have that big honk and right brain, Mm -hmm grew up in alcoholic or, you know, chaotic family systems where they developed an intuition to rescue people. And right. so that, that's where they're, 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 the other people were addicts, dependents, right. and you became the rescuer, the codependent. So you have to do a program on it because you developed that wiring in that setting. And I did take, when I was in Las Vegas working for a while, I started for the first time the CODA 12 Steps just for a few times, and it did seem to help. It definitely seemed to create a sense of, um, I don't know, more present, actually, being more present, more here. It does, because you know that these people have a higher power. It ain't you. Just because you're intuitive doesn't mean you have to solve the problem. But the other issue (laughs) is the issue of the breast, (laughs) which I wasn't kidding. Okay. So put an asterisk next to the fourth chakra. Okay. Which has to do with nurturance, partnership, and emotional sanity. The fourth chakra has to do with balancing opposites. And every one of the seven chakras, from my perspective, health has to do with balancing paradox, balancing opposites. 
The fourth chakra has to do with being in a partnership, being near someone, and trying to figure out how to stay sane. Now, that's a pant load of fun. And what that means is how do you be, be near someone's mishigas and then also maintain your emotional footing? That's hard for someone who's very intuitive. Yeah. So what do you do? And you have to be aware of your thought patterns. You have to know you're lovable even when you're not needed. I'm going to say that again. You have yes. to know you're lovable even when you're not needed. Correct. And when you're in a healing profession, you're going to get so automatic to that concept of how can I help? How can I help? How can I help? And everyone's saying, thank you, thank you. How would I do it without you? But you get used to a continuous supply of opiates that your relationships become driven by how can I be of help? How can I be of help? That you become so entrained into people's problems that, it, that, that that's one of the reasons why this happens. So you have to make sure that you know you're lovable even when you're not helping and needed. Wow. And that's a tough one. That's why I said, and that's breast. Yeah. And otherwise, if you become a human breast to the universe. Right. And over time, that increases your chance toward breast problems. Right, 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 right. Because you're lopsided. Right. You're just a breast for everybody. Right. And so, therefore, you have to have times in your life where what my Aunt Evie said, you close the cafeteria. The cafeteria is closed. Yes. You know, cafeteria means milk. Right. We just say, at 12 noon, she would say, the cafeteria is closed. She would close, she would lock the doors of her house and she would watch her soap operas. Because after she, you know, after she spent her entire day being abreast, taking care of 17 foster kids. So you have to have moments in your day where they are intuition free. They are carefree. They are worry free. Where you are just self indulgent. And I mean self indulgent. You do stupid things. Like you, to, you, you, they have to do with self. Like you paint your toenails. You watch stupid movies. And during that time, nobody asks you for anything. And if you have a thought that interferes, like, oh, I'm worried about them, you say, the cafeteria is closed. <laughs> I'm on break. And that's what you do. Because you have to have moments of rescue-free, intuition-free, nurturing-free. Okay. And okay. then you get more control over your intuitive circuitry. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. It's better than the white cloud, the white bubble, all that stuff. It doesn't work. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Okay. Is there a box flower that maybe might work um, also just in assisting in the process that you know of? About uh, codependency or about this feeling? Maybe just just in assisting in the process of, you know, maybe it's just the awareness of it. Um, Well, Centauri is uh, dealing with uh, kind of being a doormat, living your life through other people. Um, I don't know if that really would be the one. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Dr. Mona Lisa? I, I don't know. That, I don't. It's been a while since I've used box flower remedies. I don't know them as well as you do. I don't know them. Okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll intuit it for myself and see what comes up. But I think even I gotta, with this I awareness. A, yeah, I have a great book at the store, Monty. Okay. Uh, if mm-hmm. you want to come over, it's a very thick book. It was written by one of the, uh, uh, of actually by the Bach flower expert in the country. And uh, it's very practical. You can just look up certain emotions and then find it. But I, I'm thinking about um, living your life through other people and, and, and sometimes also be, becoming codependent because of it, picking up other people's thoughts 
and and feelings and and letting letting those affect you and therefore setting boundaries really being able to set boundaries what you can accept and what you cannot accept uh, i'm thinking about centauri uh, in this case Mm -hmm. okay i'll come in next week and get that okay thank you so much and thank you for your time and and your your advice and um, thank you good good luck monty okay bye-bye you know i that this is interesting i i did get a an email i said earlier i had an email and then the person who sent the email sent me another email and said never mind because that was pretty much the same question <laughs> so being Poor involved thing. yeah being involved with other people's emotions picking up on people's emotions i think it often happens to good people we just want to help others and we feel very compelled that if somebody comes in our life kind of enters our presence so to say uh, we want to take. We want to help him, and and but helping becomes more like uh, like being a servant instead of just being a willing helper. And I think that is sometimes we become a servant to their problem. It becomes our problem, and then all of a sudden it starts affecting us. It keeps us awake at night. We're thinking about it. What can we do? And and for some people, uh, they share their problems. But in many ways, they don't even want to have help. They just want to be able to share their problems with everybody. Does exactly. that make sense? I mean, the well, all... no, I, it's a way of having contact. Yes. It's a way of getting contact. When you have a problem, you go to someone, and it's like linking up to the mothership. Yes. And you get nurturance. It's a way of getting a hit of opiates. So, yeah, that's true. But I think that most people, they really want to get better. They just don't know how to get off the merry-go-round. And it involves changing something and that's hard because change is something that's fearful yes yes change is uh, change is not easy you need to help and like your 12-step program that you mentioned uh that is uh, that's very helpful i mean luckily we have these 12-step programs that people can uh, join and and participate in but it first of all takes the step to say i do need to help i do need to find somebody who can help me go through these steps because we cannot always solve the problems by ourselves that is exactly. one of the issues all right uh, folks stay tuned we'll be right back At the top of the hour, I've been doing these uh, health pearls, little pearls of wisdom about health. I uh, used to do those for years when I was working for another store. Then I opened up my own two years ago, and I picked it up again this last this May. And the one-minute pieces of information where I highlight some things um, without mentioning really a company or a price or a product, uh, just talk about concepts. Now, you may have heard it. Uh, I was talking about depression. Depression is such a confusing topic that I'm sure that you and your work deal a lot with, that people are depressed and sometimes it is just being confused about the direction you need to go. I think they can be depressed because they have intuitive struggles. Uh, they don't know which which way to go, what to follow. Uh, then there are the, 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 the depressions that, that, that people do go to medical doctors and get diagnosed as being depressed, even though it is just a temporary moment in their life, a struggle, a pain, a loss of a loved one, um, uh, something of that nature, and they're being put on antidepressants. Um, in your field, working, uh, being a medical doctor, having studied so much about the brain, and then being a medical intuitive, do you feel, too, that we are overprescribed when it comes to antidepressants? Well... First, first off, I, I guess I would have to em- emphasize 
that I keep my medical intuitive part of my life very separate from my psychiatry place. Okay. Um, medical intuition is education. People call on the phone. They never get a diagnosis, prescribed treatment, or do psychotherapy. In fact, they sign consent forms that acknowledge that. Um, so I, I, so I never ever prescribe medicine during that. I give people information on what's available. Yes. In my neuropsychiatry practice, people actually are patients. They sign a consent form and acknowledge that they're going to get a diagnosis. They're going to get prescription, prescriptions, treatment, and so on. Yeah. So if you're asking me. From my perspective, the first time that I ever set foot on a unit as a resident, I noticed that, and I studied this, that there is normal sadness in the brain. There is a network in our brain and brainstem and body that fires that has to do with sadness. And this is well outlined in many, many books. We have five basic emotions, fear, anger, sadness, love, and joy. And you can read any of these books and the ha- these issues about basic emotions in the Handbook of Emotions, Effective Neuroscience by Pank Sepp, or even Antonio Damasio, The Feeling of What Happens, is a huge book about the body of emotion and the meaning of consciousness. So just plain sadness is a normal emotional state. Yeah, It doesn't mean it's a antidepressant deficiency. And if you look at any of the cognitive behavioral therapies, whether they are line of hand that we talked about, sadness is an important emotion, and it usually signals that things have turned out badly, we don't get what we want, and that things are happening and not the way we expected or we've lost a relationship. Right. If you lose a significant relationship, that's grief. So that's sustained sadness. But if you have sustained sadness for a, a very significant time and your neurochemistry gets disrupted to an organic state where you can't sleep, you can't eat, you can't think, that's obvious that the brain function and your body function is getting disrupted. Your natural killer cells and your immune system goes down. That's a vegetative depression, and that obviously is something that needs medication or some other kind of treatment. Yeah. But sadness and grief are normal processes that our bodies have that signal that something has changed, and that's not a medication deficiency. And when I was on in the hospital, I remember someone coming into the unit and says, I'm sad. And, I, and they said, I want a pill. Mm. And, I, and a pill, antidepressants are not happiness agents. I'm going to say that again. Yeah. An antidepressant is not a happiness agent, meaning an antidepressant just helps lift your mood, but it doesn't make you happy. And so a sadness may be a signal that you're not getting what you want in your life. You're not getting something that makes you happy. An antidepressant is not going to give that to you. And so people get very confused because they want someone to give them a pill that's going to be a pro-happiness agent, and it doesn't happen. So... I agree with you. I, I listened to your commercials. I thought they were thrilled. I was thrilled. Thank I you. was absolutely thrilled because I remember the first week screaming, I don't have happiness pills. Tell mm. me where there's a happiness pill in this book. There's none. No. There's ones that will support your mood if it's crashed like a computer, 
when your computer crashes, you have to get support for it. Yeah. You have to call computer support. If your mood has crashed, then you have to get mood support. But if your mood has dipped, it's normal. It just means something bad happened. And that's not a meaning for med. It doesn't make sense. That's right. Needless to say, even if your mood crashed and you were on an antidepressant, it's not going to help you get happy. It, like a splint when you get a broken leg, it just splints your mind into place mm. while you reshape your life into getting happiness in it. That's right. That's, that's and, exactly right. And so for the first person, the first individual who lost both of her parents and was looking to her husband and her girlfriends, her mood crashed after her, her mainframe, her mother and father, left her. They died. Yes. And so she's now trying to reconstitute her life, trying to get new forms of ways of getting happiness. Right, because, connection. yes, that the one relationship that you lost, you cannot expect from somebody else right. close you, to you to, to replace that. Right, so you can't. So you have to reconstitute. Yes. When I worked in a blood lab, I used to work in blood clotting. Believe it or not, I used to be a clotter, which means I used to do clotting assays. Yeah. And so we would get all these little bottles where you it was powder, and you would add two cc's of fluid to reconstitute it into factor eight, factor this, factor that. And it would never, you know, it's like reconstituted orange juice. It, so we, you have to reconstitute the relationships in your life to make up for the loss. And the reason why I like the word reconstitute is she'll never, the relationship she creates now will never make up for the loss of her mother and her father. It's like reconstituted orange juice never makes up for fresh squeeze. Right. That's true. But, but it, it somehow approaches. You can somehow go on and make do with it. Mm-hmm. You can make do with reconstituted orange juice. And so she can move on with her life by making up with these other prosthetic relationships that can make do from the loss of her parents. And by then, her mood will have come back up. But some people can't do that without mood support, without a, without a medicine. And I don't ha- I'm not anti-medicine. Uh, some people are so anti-medicine, it aggravates me. Yeah. And they say that's not natural. And I'm like, yeah, if you broke your leg, if you're, no, it's even better. If your child broke your leg and they took your child to the emergency room and the doctor was about to put a cast on it, would you say, no, 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 that's not natural. We're just going to let the leg hang there and it will grow, the bones will grow along their own course. No, you'd splint the leg with a cast so that the bones can grow appropriately. Well, the same thing with a mood. Yes. Sometimes a medicine's necessary to splint the brain in the place so that your mood with appropriate changes in your life can grow in the correct direction. That's right. I agree with you. And I so, think and that's why I mention also in, and I do a new one every week. So this was just number 330 and 329 from last week and this upcoming week that I play. But, I see indeed, I, I, uh, sometimes you have to be an antidepressant because that's what you're doing with. But it would be have great. have a broken mood. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> Not physical, but it would deal with emotional. Yes. And, and I, I think, though, that the way that the healthcare system is set up today is that if you do decide to only go the Western medicine, there, is, there seems like there is not enough support and follow-up and guidance during the period while you are taking the antidepressants. I think it is okay to be an antidepressant, at least you can function, but on the other hand, there is nobody there 
from that same doctor's office who says, this is what I suggest you do physically. This is what I want you to do diet-wise. This is what I want you to do, uh, I mean, lifestyle-wise. And this is what you can do supplement-wise so that in five, six months from now, we can take you off it. And it seems... That that's true, and 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 the belief in our culture. People like to hang out on the pill too. Yeah. They really do. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. They, I agree with you. You're right. They just hang out in the antidepressant forever. But people like in our culture, they like to take pills because they think, well, you know what? I can't. They don't trust their body can handle a normal emotion. So they're like, what will happen if I get off of this pill? I've had I've had people say that to me all the time is that they don't they don't like to not take pills. They love to take pills. Yes. And and they think that they're not able to have a happy life unless they take pills. It's our it's our form of addiction. Mm-hmm. So actually they think that the only way they can be happy is by taking pills. And I I I mean so it's 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 not just our culture, but it's our medicalization of our culture. Well, that's true, and I I think what I uh, I see that also in your book, the Intuitive Advisor, that there are you are pinpointing the energy centers in the body and how they can come out, how they can show you through physical ailments or emotional ailments that there is something wrong or, with the body. And I I've talked to people regularly that I say, listen, there are five ways that our body can communicate with you outwardly. That is through the skin. So you sweat through the skin, but you can get boils and eczema, psoriasis, all that stuff. The sinuses, we have the respiratory system, the colon, and the kidneys. And I said, now, personally, I say, do I, I don't have any of these problems. I have my skin is healthy. I never have a cold. I never have really any respiratory problems. I don't have any digestive problems. And I said, does it make me healthy? And they look at me and say, well, yeah. And I said, well, eight people on my father's side died of a heart attack. I said the youngest Hello. the youngest was twenty nine. My father was was it was my dad's oldest brother. My father was fifty two. His oldest brother his second oldest brother died at the age of sixty four. Then they called the next brother, said your brother just died. He died within twenty four hours of a heart attack. They had two funerals in two days. And so I had eight people die of heart attacks on my father's side. Doesn't mean I will die of a heart attack. No. There are plenty signs that I get, obviously, to work on myself. It is just that, do I now go to a doctor and say, well, I want to make sure I prevent it, so why don't you put me on blood thinners? Why do you put me on stuff so that my heart will be protected? There are plenty other things that I can do emotionally and spiritually and physically and lifestyle-wise to make sure that I do the best I can with what I know. Now, if I still die of a heart attack, then I guess it was supposed to be, but there are plenty signs for me, there are plenty opportunities for me to make my life as healthy and as balanced as possible. And and I often see that people get signs on a daily basis. You talk about it in your book because you mention all these different uh, clients that you have had and how you, you explain how this works in real life. We all have a real life. We all have symptoms. We all deal with issues. Too many of us, because of all the commitments that we have, try to put band-aids on it and not deal with it and i think that is where we become a sick society and it looks to me and tell me if i'm wrong but it looks to me that with all the political debates that are going on right now about healthcare reform is that we are not talking about how can we become proactive right and 
And people have the idea. Well, first of all, you're talking to someone who's had a lot of health problems. I know. I had a lot of health problems. Yes, you have. And ask me. Well, from the age of 12, I had scoliosis. I had curvature in my spine. So 120 degrees, I was in the hospital for a year with, um, you know, with um, a spinal fusion from T4 to L3. Wow. Then I had um, epilepsy and narcolepsy while I was asleep essentially 17 hours a day. It took me six years to graduate from Brown. Wow. I had uh, two weeks after I, grad- I graduated from Brown, I went running. So I used to use running to stay awake. Kept me awake. I fell asleep while running, and I got run over by a truck. Unreal. Um, so four fractures in my pelvis, several broken ribs, a collapsed lung, a shattered scapula. But three weeks, uh, three months later, I ran a 10K and I won it. So I mean, I got better, but wow. there was a lot of fractures there. Uh. My point is that then around that time, the anticonvulsant I was using wiped out my bone marrow. My platelets were getting no. There's a reason why I'm telling you all this. My platelets went down. My white cells got big. And it was a very painful time. So I had to get off of the anticonvulsant and learn how to, myself, learn how to figure out how to stop my seizures because no anticonvulsant at that time back in the 80s could help me. Yeah. And so I used acupuncture, Chinese herbs, Louise Hay's affirmation, and I learned how to stay awake without all that stuff. Hmm. And I remember the time that I did this. When I learned how to do this, it was when I was working in a job, in a lab, and I had um, was doing it was actually in the the blood lab, and I was doing an assay, and I actually had a seizure. I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, it was both. And I fell off the chair, and they found me on the floor. And um, the lab said, well, "We need your doctor to clear you to say that it's safe to work in this lab." Well, how are they going to say it's safe? They don't know how to treat me. Right. So I remember calling this famous, world-famous sleep disorder man named Quentin Registine. He's at Harvard. Mm-hmm. And saying, they need you to write me this letter saying that you can adequately treat me so that it's safe for me to work in this lab. And he screams at me on the phone because he's upset. <laughs> he says, you don't understand. There's nothing we can do to help you. Oh. And to hear that was both upsetting and freeing. Because it was upsetting because, of course, to hear a doctor say, well, there's nothing we can do to help you. Right. And he had already told me that years ago that basically you have intractable seizures. There's nothing we can do to help you. But the other part was it was freeing because it meant that I didn't have to go down that road again with frustration. I see. To keep going over and over and over to them, expecting them to help me, was frustrating. And it meant that I could go down a different tack, that there was a whole world of other things that I could do to try to help myself. You were at a why in your life, and one one part of the road said, don't come this way. Right, and as a result, it was a relief to know, okay, that road doesn't work, I can close it. Yes. And so I never went back. For for about three years, I just didn't do any of that medicine, and I actually went out to the West Coast, and I did a macrobiotic diet, and that's how I learned all about box flower remedies and homeopathy and all kinds of stuff, and I actually got better. Yeah. And um, I ended up then going to medical school, getting my MD and PhD. And my point is, is that I learned how to control my seizures at that point, because there was no medicine to help me without medicine. 
Yes. And why I bring this up is, is that there's a real important point to be made, that I came to a point to understand that my health problem was my problem. My problem. That it wasn't the federal government's problem. That it wasn't my physician's problem. It wasn't the federal government's responsibility, and it wasn't my doctor's responsibility. It was, in the end, between me and God. Mm. It was, in, in the end, you are alone with it. And when you get to that point, only then can you figure out, what the hell am I going to do? Yeah. And you get better. That's right. And, and my point is, is that, yes, it's great that our government is looking for a place to help us. And, yes, it's great that we create more sensitive doctors to help us. But in the end, as individuals, we have to understand that we, in the end, it's our health. Nobody's going to give us, in the end, the solution. That's right. You, you have to. You are alone with it. This is the only body you're going to get. You're a consumer. You're going to have to make it work. Yes. And that's how I come to the conclusion that no doctor, when people say, my doctor can't help me, I'm saying, what are you going to do about it? That's a great point. We need to stop right here because we were, the news is going to take over, but I really appreciate this point. This, this, this sheds a lot of light. Folks, stay tuned. We have another hour going with Dr. Mona Lisa Schulz. We'll be right back. All right. Now, uh, Dr. Mona Lisa, we were talking at the end of the second hour, and I, I, I'm sorry that, we, that, that the news took over. We had, to, uh, we had to cut you off. You were talking about your own story, which is indeed very heartwarming, and you have been through so much pain, and, and it, 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 we just don't know when things happen, why they happen. Uh, it, we don't need to know all this. However, we, uh, I realize more and more being in the health field that everybody struggles with something. It is either being overweight, having diabetes, having thyroid disorders, um, dealing with uh, sexual dysfunctions, uh, having depression. We all struggle in this life, if I can call it that way. We all are being challenged in this life. And uh, to see somebody being challenged, either emotionally or physically, doesn't give us the right to say, oh, this is an unhealthy person. This is just something that we are dealing with in this life. And why we have it, that's a whole other story. We can make a whole show on that. But it not it, to me, I, I look at you, your struggles, and somebody can say, well, if she is a doctor, why did she have to go through all this? Well, sometimes we have, you know, we uh, we get given lemons and we have to make lemonade out of it. It's 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 okay to go through struggles, isn't it? Yes. I, well, I think, you know, if you look at your body, it's like a car with the warning lights on the dashboard. And a lot of times we don't want to hear those warning lights. Mm-hmm. And... How else are we supposed to know when something's wrong in our life if it's not for those lights going on? Yes. It's not a failure that the lights go on on your dashboard. It's simply that it's just a sign that your body's warning lights are working. And illness isn't necessarily a failure. It's a sign that you're going in the wrong direction and you need to re- you know, recalibrate your path. Yes. You know, and and all illness, you know, is in part due to diet, genetics, the environment, and so on. 
every illness has an emotional and behavioral component, and I understand that some people have a more difficult path than others. I understand that my, you know, life sounds quite dramatic. The thing is, is that it's not, you know, the cards. I play poker. It's not what cards you're dealt. It's that you can stay in the game. Yeah. I, there's a guy, I watch, you know, championship poker all the time on TV. And there's a guy who plays poker. He's called PAC, play any card. He knows how to make every hand a winning hand. And it's true. There's a way that you can, if played in the correct way, make any hand a winning hand. Hmm. If only you know how to play your cards right. And so we all have dealt certain cards in life. Nobody can have a perfect hand. Some people are more genetically well-endowed than others. And so, you know, I got some crappy cards. Yes. <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't work for me. My specific kind of epilepsy, actually, it's well known that that kind of epilepsy increases your chance toward having intuitive gifts. Uh-huh. Um, all the original saints, and I would, I would not call myself a saint by far, all the original saints had epilepsy. And they also had prophetic visions. They had exaggerated intuitive capabilities. So you need to know that your tendency toward whatever health problem you have is wrapped up in what your intuitive gifts are. So, you know, for example, Stevie Wonder, I'm sure when he first found out he was blind, did not think, oh my God, this is wondrous. It was only when he realized when everybody realized that he had an exaggerated vocal gift, which is the other area of the brain that overdevelops if you're blind, was he able to make that wondrous. Barbara Streisand, which we talked about, had a big nose, and we know that that nose apparatus is very important for a vocal. Uh And we know that she would never, ever, ever fix her nose. She'd be stupid, too, because in many ways, it might change her voice. Similarly, everything that's a genius in our life has a savant or extreme amazing ability. Um, Everything that's a superlative has something that's broken or seriously deranged about it. So, for example, the Tower of Pisa, which is one of the most famous buildings, is crooked. I've been on there. The Mickey Mouse, which is a famous mouse, that's not a normal mouse. His ears are malformed. That's not a normal mouse. If, in fact, if Mickey Mouse was born in L.A. these days, he would have had his ears fixed, and he would not have had a career. <laughs> yes. So my point is, is that what makes you imperfect, what is your disaster about your life and your health, is actually the wiring for your genius. So my health problems, though difficult to handle, have actually been my saving grace because they actually my epilepsy helps me with my intuition. But you know, if you can only take the bad part of your health problem and survive and then thrive, you can then take the intuitive genius and live a great life. So really that's how I teach people yeah. is take 
the difficult parts of their life and find the intuitive genius that's wrapped up in it. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. It, it, it's it's um, it is really a humbling experience to work to work with people and realize. And of course, you not only have dealt with your own issues, but you talk to people who say they're crying out and say, "Please help me." And then you're able to tune into them and help them understand that um, the, the the shortcomings they think they have are actually is the reason why they call, which is gives you a chance to put them on the right path. Give them, just give them some direction. Let me say it exactly. this way. So that all of a sudden they realize they're not so bad off. It is just that they have put all the focus on their imperfection because they cannot let go. And I think many of us deal with that on a daily basis. We look in the mirror and we say, I don't like this part about myself. And we think everybody sees that. And many right. times people just look you right in the eyes and just talk with you and they can appreciate you for your personality. They can appreciate you for your other gifts. And it's it's not an issue for them. It's, you know, Barbara Streisand suffered for years about her nose. She's not fixing it now. Trust me. Yeah. A, year, a couple of years ago, what's his name? Um, Barry Manilow broke his nose. Uh-huh. His nose has always been too big. Guess what? It was disaster. How does he get his nose back to the way it used to be, too big? (laughs) It's like it's. we have to keep our flaws but minimize our suffering. So this is what life is all about. And so the illnesses, our suffering, our crises in our life are all part of our intuitive guidance system that gives uh, gives us our genius. Yes. that man who called up with headaches, he's a very precise, brilliant man. If only he can distill the unique genius behind his unique brain style, he would, he would do, he would suffer less. I remember when I was suffering and falling asleep all over the place. I, um, went to see these Portuguese psychics in my area where we go. We see Portuguese psychics. It's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> they don't, because in the Northeast, you know, that's what you have. Yeah. You have people who don't speak English, they speak Portuguese. Anyway. Right, right, right. So I went to see the first guy. His name is Senior Raposa. And all he does is scream Portuguese at you. So, you know, you've got to bring a... Um, <laughs> Dictionary. No, no, bring a translator. So oh. I brought my friend Liz. Yeah. So he goes in the room and, he, you know, you walk in and he screams and he shakes his rosary. And I'm saying, Liz, what does he say? And he says, Allah is my sport, which means this one is too strong. And I said, what does that mean? And she says, he says, she has whose oyus is dear, she has the eyes of God. I said, oh, stop. And he says, no, what it means is that you can see through people's lives. He says that you have this gift that you can see into people's lives. This is the beginning of my health problem. Yeah. You have this gift that you can see into people's lives. And when you learn how to use the gift, you won't fall asleep all over the place. Uh-huh. I said, oh, lovely. What am I supposed to do now? He says he doesn't know. It's <laughs> fabulous. Right. I go to see another woman years later after I'd worked with homeopathy, acupuncture, Chinese herbs. So this another lady, this one's name is Mrs. Marrera, another one with the rosary beads. You walk in the house, there's lots of cigarettes, butts outside because people, you know, waited to see her are all nervous. <laughs> so same thing. You walk into the house, there's a lady sitting on the, on the couch with about two hairs on her head. She, once again, she holds the crucifix, but this one screams at the ceiling and, you know, and screams, you know, all kinds of prayers. 
Over and over and over again, you hear all these prayers. Next thing, I said, what is she doing? She said she's talking to her committee up in the ceiling. I said, you've got to be kidding me. What is she saying? She says, hold on, I can't hear. And she says, Mrs. Marrera says that you talk to all these people on the phone. You have all kinds of people that you help on the phone. She said, is that true? I said, yes. And she said, you have a problem with your neck, which was true at the time. She said that you hurt something in your neck that makes your wrist burn which was absolutely true. Huh. Mrs. Marrero was amazing, because I had blown discs in my neck that make my neck burn. Yeah. I mean, make, make, make my wrist burn. So Mrs. Marrero was incredibly right. accurate. And Mrs. Marrero, let me tell you, was from the old country, so Mrs. Marrero had no idea what I did for a living. I see. So she, then she goes and screams at the ceiling again with her rosary, and she says, hold on a second, I got him on the line. <laughs> and she says to me, to a Portuguese who lives, she says, they say that you talk to people all over the world on the phone and you help them. And she says that your gift makes you sick because oh, you take on people's pain. I see. And I went, yeah, and we've heard this before. And she says, hold on, I, there's more. They're giving me more. This is support. This is through a translator. Yeah. And it's very funny. It's like, why do you have to scream at the ceiling? And she says, well, that's where the advice is. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so then she comes back and she says, they say that if they could take away your gift, you wouldn't have any health problems anymore. You, are you interested in that? It's like an offer. Like, dial, uh, call now, operators are standing by. Yes. I said, what? She said, they're saying that if they could take away your gift, you won't have your health problems anymore. Are you interested in that? And I instantaneously knew the answer. And the answer was? No, no. you don't. Exactly. Of course. So, therefore, you understand that's true with everybody. Yes. That's true with absolutely everybody. But if you take away their problems, they have no gifts. That's right. And I heard, you know, James Taylor say that. He has bipolar disorder, and the day that they overly medicated him, uh, he said they took away his devils, but they had no angels. I see. Uh-huh. So you see, therein lies the issue. How do we learn the intuition behind our illnesses, but also not suffer too much from That's the illness? Right. Folks, you're listening to Gesundheit with Jacobus uh, on AM 1450 KMMS in the Bozeman and Gallatin Valley, as well as AM 1340 in Park County and Livingston area. We appreciate you with us. We're also live over the internet in uh, at uh, gwjradio.com. Uh, click on the Listen Live button. We appreciate you with us. We're talking to Dr. Mona Lisa Schulz about her new book, The Intuitive Advisor. And I tell you, one thing that came to mind when Dr. Mona Lisa was saying this was with the current health care crisis. Let me call it a crisis. We do know that we're the most expensive in health care in this country. We are number ranked number 37 in the world when it comes to quality care. Uh, still, a lot of people think we shouldn't change anything. Other people feel we need to get universal health care. The bottom line is, what can we do to improve the quality of our own health? Why do we keep looking at others in order to make us better? It is good to get the advice. That's why I highly recommend you pick up this book, The Intuitive Advisor, because even if the government is going to take away our freedom of choice to pick nutritional supplements or is going to make it very hard for us to uh, – if, if socialized medicine is going to happen, and we've seen it in Europe – and even in Canada, you often have to wait many months before you can get treated. You may have to wait to a year, a year and a half before you can get any kind of transplant if that is what you need. It can be very difficult. 
you think you're going to save money, but you may run out of time in your own life. To have an understanding of your own body, your own energy centers, to learn how to read your own issues, especially with Dr. Mona Lisa Schultz, what she writes in this book, how you can find things in your own life, how you can recognize them and therefore work with them is invaluable in this day because other things, other freedoms may be taken away. And I've mentioned this before. Somebody called up and said, well, I don't know if I can trust all these natural remedies. I don't think there's enough research. And I, I made the comment and I said, the most used, most widely used form of alternative medicine today is prayer. About 85% of the people will use prayer when there is a crisis. And for them, it is a feeling of support, a feeling of help. The government cannot take that away because you can do it at any time. Reading a book like the, like the Intuitive Advisor will give you insights that are going to be your driving force, your strength, your dynamo of dynamo to help you in your life to make new choices, wiser choices, give you a chance to increase or to improve the quality of your health and your life, your, your relationship with other people. And that is what makes this country healthier, not a government telling us how to do it. No, it needs to come from the individual. And so we need to learn how to find that strength in ourselves and to get the knowledge again, to reacquaint ourselves with ourselves by listening to our own intuition. And in this book, we learn through the symptoms in our body how this could be related to a certain disorder, emotional, spiritual, mental cause behind the disease that we are experiencing, the pain that we're experiencing. So pain is not bad. Suffering is not bad as long as we use it to be our new charge to move in the right direction. Is that fair to say, Dr. Schultz? Yes, absolutely. Because you can't, that's part of experience on earth. Exactly. Because you have to learn. Uh-huh. You learn, and what is it, to quote Nicolas Cage on Moonstruck? Yeah. We're put on earth to um, to experience, to love the wrong people and to mess up. Yes, <laughs> yes. Hmm. Have you done, uh, I know we're coming closer to a, to a break, but have you done any uh, reading on the work of Edgar Cayce? Oh, yeah. Edgar Cayce is one of the originals. He is one of the originals, yes. Yeah. Edgar it's... Cayce is amazing. And I, I... Remember, um, I remember I was in... Carney Hospital. Um, would you would you mind sharing that story yeah. with us when we come back after the break? That will be wonderful. Yeah. Another twenty five minutes when we come back, we'll talk to you soon. The uh, I brought up earlier the uh, the issue of depression, and we talked about it. That you say too, you know, sometimes we need to use medication in order to get ourselves on the right track to get at least get ourselves balanced. But we need to have guidance and support to get off them again and to by make by first of all understanding what we need to do, then practically making some changes in diet lifestyle, maybe some dietary supplements uh, to to start seeing to to start seeing long lasting results. Uh, I think that I saw in your book, if you don't mind me coming back one more time to the anxiety depression thing, you did mention in your book that you you like uh, kava kava, for example, but you and valerian, but you say, in the book, after a couple weeks, 
you find out that the effect is not there anymore. That was so interesting because that is exactly what I hear from people, and that is one of the worries that they have when they when they uh, when they buy a bottle. How long will this work? Kava Kava and Valerian hit the benzo diazepine receptor. The benzo diazepine receptor is the same receptor that Valium or Xanax that goes after. Yes. So you build up a tolerance. And that is what the problem with things like Xanax and Valium are, that you need more and more for it to work. Yes. And so the reason why you can't take Kava Kava for longer than two weeks of Valerian is you build up a tolerance. Essentially, you need more and more and more and more, but you can't. So that's why I don't suggest those. It doesn't make sense. You're just going to need more and more. So you're better off taking something like passion flower. If, you, if you're dead set on doing a nutritional remedy, passion flower, you don't build up a tolerance for. The, oh, the same thing, incidentally, about progesterone. Yes. Progesterone also hits the benzo, benzodiazepine. It has like Xanax effects. And some people who are very, very anxious need more and more and more and more progesterone, but you need to know that if that is indeed the case, especially at midlife, you're doing your body a disservice because progesterone is upstream in the biological cascade. It's upstream from estrogen. So if you're taking progesterone to make yourself calm, it's anti-anxiety, it's like Valium, in your body it gets converted to estrogen. You have to follow your estrogen levels, your blood levels, if you're on progesterone, because in your body, if you're taking a lot of progesterone to make yourself calm, your body may be converting it to estrogen. Right, but and which... you would be on estrogen replacement. Now, what if that estrogen would be the estriol? I mean, the estriol, I understand, is really the, the one of the three estrogens that has a lot of benefits, and I understand it is the highest percentage in women that, who are pregnant, and many you're, times women feel pregnant. You bring up a very good point, and I swear to you, I was on a lot of bioidentical progesterone for epilepsy. Yeah. I was getting shots, and I tested my blood levels, and I couldn't understand why my estrogen levels were going up, 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 and I got, this was five years, this was in 2005. Yeah. I have very, I had very small breasts, past tense, that should give you a, 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 pre, a, a preliminary on what's going to happen. Yeah. I had a small breast. I got my first lump. I've never had lump before. And my left breast and a lump in my right breast. Within three years, never had them. And my estrogen levels went up on bioidentical progesterone. Uh-huh. The progesterone levels stayed the same. They Both of them were infiltrating breast cancer. You have to understand that estrogen, bioidentical estrogen, can still make breast tissues get bigger because in pregnancy... Estrogen does what? It makes a woman's breast get big, right? That's right, right. It makes breast tissue proliferate because you need that to make milk, but you don't need it at midlife, and so you have to be careful. Am I anti-progesterone? No. What I'm saying is you have to follow your blood levels and see what your body's doing. If your body is taking the progesterone and converting it to estrogen, be very, very careful. And in fact, I got breast cancer. So you have to be very careful of what you're doing. You have to be very aware of what you're taking because hormones are hormones. They're growth. They they promote growth. Yes. 
and you have to follow what your body is doing with them. Now there are uh, th- that is I'm so glad you bring this up too because it it, it is definitely something that uh, that is that is a big issue for women especially when they do have uh, somebody PMS or menopausal related symptoms to indeed go on the astro- uh, the progesterone and 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 knowing also that we are surrounded by so many environmental toxins that are converted into uh, that mimic estrogen in our body uh, especially french fries a lot of people Right, environmental toxins like plastic bottles. Yes. And environmental toxins like body fat. A lot of women will tell me that they're going to stay away from, you know, plastic bottles and all this other stuff, but they drink wine, which puts on body fat, a lot of wine. I'm not against one or two glasses of wine a day, but they put on a lot of wine and it puts on body fat and body fat is what body uh, high fat, in estrogen thank you and it increases your chance toward breast cancer yeah the other thing is um just plain eating too many carbohydrates or being in a stressful relationship where you carry you think you're only lovable unless you're nurturing that's what that that's what that call was yeah earlier mm-hmm. and that is is that if you think you're only lovable Unless you are nurturing, when you're nurturing someone, you will carry the weight of responsibility for their life. And you will literally gain weight. That extra weight will be cholesterol. Yes. And that cholesterol Turns will make into estrogen. Estrogen. So mm. literally, environmental estrogens is a loaded topic because it could be your relationship. Yes. Could be the water. Could be the plastic bottle. Could be that bottle of wine. Yes. Could be your progesterone. You have to be careful. And think about, so if a woman is thin, in a lovely relationship for years, has no fourth chakra risk factors, you know, she's lovely, her, um, her nurturance issues are minimal, take a little bit of bio, bioidentical progesterone, call it a day. I have no problem. Yeah. But follow the blood levels. But if she is 50 pounds overweight, has children living at home who aren't going to work, like in their 20s and 30s, don't work, has a partner who's on disability and she works two shifts to support everybody, Yeah. forget it. Bad hormones. Stay away from the hormones. <laughs> yes. Because she is a setup. She doesn't know she's lovable unless she's needed. And she's a setup for breast problems. The, the the one thing that I could recommend people who are dealing with that, and I don't know if you've heard about those two, is either the product DIM, D-I-M, or calcium deglucurate, which I understand in both. It's not a regular calcium, but it helps uh, excess estrogen in the body to be converted or be removed out of the body. And and so that is something uh, uh, that I think the dim is made from cruciferous vegetables. Right, cruciferous vegetables. I just right exactly. I just did a class. It was a very very funny class. There's a woman in the back of the room, heavy heavy woman, about sixty seventy pounds heavy. And I had this hormone slide up, okay. And I agree with you, cruciferous vegetables, absolutely lovely. Go with God. But she's sitting there and she's sixty pounds overweight. Right? Yeah. And she starts to tell me about this din, this din, um, this cruciferous vegetable stuff. Yeah, dim, D-I-M. Uh-huh. Right. And, I, and so I said to her, okay, how would you lower your risk for breast problems? Okay? So mm. she says to me, dim. I said, yep. She says cruciferous vegetables. I'm looking right at her. 
Yes. She's 50 pounds overweight. I said, and she, she won't tell me to lose weight. That's right. Because I said, <laughs> and, I, and I, I, I'm pointing to the cholesterol on the chart. And I said, lady, if someone is heavy, go, I swear to you, you'd have to eat a truckload of cruciferous vegetables to block the, the estrogens you're making with your, because your cholesterol and your fat in your body every day. Because every day, you're dosing yourself with hormones every day, hormone replacement, your own bioidentical hormone replacement. Yes. The reason why I say this is I exercise. I have to exercise every single day, whether I feel good or not. And the reason is, is because it's, it's like extra tamoxifen. If yep. you don't want to take tamoxifen, you know, that used to be years ago, they said everybody should be on tamoxifen. Do you remember that? Yeah. Everybody, yeah. Yeah. As, as estrogen blocker. Mm -hmm. Well, if you don't want to do that, and you, um, you want to take your cruciferous vegetables, the other thing you can do is do aerobic exercise every day. Yeah. Because it takes your body fat, it gets rid of it, and it builds lean body mass, which burns up body fat. Yeah. So, yeah, I like them cruciferous vegetables. Go with God, and you have to get rid of your body fat, which is a source of bioidentical hormones. Now, did she end up uh, uh, no, she picking up on it. that? She wouldn't say it. She would give me the, yeah, but let me ask me? you then. Let me ask you then. We we can see somebody's anorexic or bulimic looking in the mirror, think they're fat. This lady may look at the mirror and think she looks great. I'm gonna tell you right now. This woman, this woman wouldn't give me the satisfaction. She was controlled. <laughs> oh. She was just giving me the look like I dare you. Go ahead, say it. Say, ah. it, say I'm fat. Go oh. ahead, say it. <laughs> Top, come over here. <laughs> she looked at me as if to say, "I can snap your neck in two. No, it was just. And I want you to know the reason why is I used to be heavy. I used to be very heavy. I used to do all the catering in my house, do all the responsibilities, and that's why I used to run. And the thing is, is that everybody in my family, their beach balls were short, Hispanic, diabetic, hypertensive people. I see. So, so you know, it's not like I'm one of these type A people who can eat everything and not gain weight. Not true. I eat a very little dinner. Little, tiny, nothing, nada. Yeah. Because it, because I would be huge. I see. I work hard. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you work hard. Now, uh, the uh, the fifth chakra deals with the neck, thyroid, and mouth. Um, thyroid issues is something that comes up a lot. I feel with people uh, low thyroid. You intuitively. We have uh, uh, several types of people uh, that, that you describe in your book. And uh, like the screen door, the brick wall, uh, we have the swinging door and the lock door uh, personality. When I stand in the store, I often recommend people when they have a low thyroid to look into uh, uh, Lugol's iodine to apply it to the body, let the body absorb it. Uh, if it is gone in 24 hours, that means the body needs it. And combine that with the amino acid L-tyrosine, which is also a precursor to one of the uh, neurotransmitters, epinephrine. Um, is, is that also something that you would advise when people are dealing with thyroid-related issues Issues comes up? Or do you primarily let them understand their uh, uh, through, the, uh, through the intuitive health the, uh, the, the, the type of personality that they are? Well... I think supplements are very good. I think that it has to do with balancing talking and listening. Yes. Um, being able to know 
when to say something at the right time with the right amount of intensity. I see. And that's very hard for people at midlife. Um, you know someone's in problems, you want to say something, they don't listen. You want to say something again, they don't listen. You say it again, they don't listen, the next thing you know, something in your neck falls out. People who are in a job that doesn't use all of their gifts, talents, and skills, it's not their voice in the world, then this tends to make that area of their body go out of whack. So there's a variety of reasons why this area would tend to go out at midlife. Mm. Um, people who hold their emotions behind a brave and stoic face keep a brave, you know, face that they, you know, they tend to get things like TMJ and such. Yes. So these are a variety of issues that tend to go toward our neck. As far as the iodine, it's interesting is I'm not, I don't know about the iodine enough. I got some, I looked up some studies and they're controversial as far as whether iodine up or down. I mean, I know that some um, some places um, when they have low iodine in their environment, they have thyroid problems, goiters. Right. But but then I saw one study, one study. You know, you you find one study. Yeah. And it and it was something about the NASA and how there was one flight. Where all the astronauts, all the astronauts came down with hypothyroidism, uh -huh. and they couldn't figure out why. And they looked around. And they found out that the water source had high iodine levels in it. And I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense. So I guess I don't understand. I guess I would assume that moderation is in order. Too much iodine is not good. Too nope. little iodine is not good. It has to be the correct amount. But I also I, understand that uh, the L-tyrosine by itself, not in combination with other proteins, but by itself, helps iodine to be converted into uh, thyroid hormones. So that right. uh, maybe maybe they were lacking, uh, maybe being weightless, uh, they didn't right. have See, that. I don't know. That was what I said. That's what I didn't understand. So huh. that's why I'm just telling you that one study that you mm. want to look up. That was just very interesting to me. So they were just, their, their conclusion, you got to love this, was stay away from iodine. Well, that's ridiculous. And you, I know, like right? you just, say, moderation is the key. I, under, I know. I'm just telling you what I heard, and I'm yeah. like, wow. <laughs> you got to yeah. love that. My breast cancer doctor told me that emotions have nothing to do with cancer. <laughs> wow. I'm not, hey, listen. And I, you know what? I'm not going to sit there and argue with her. I'm going to use her for her incredible clinical skills. That's right. I'm going to use her for her amazing surgical skills, and that's it. I'm going to get... It's like supermarkets. You go to aisle one for, you know, produce. I have two for beverages. Don't go to one doctor for everything. It's stupid. Yes. But that is also when we go back to prescription drugs. There is nothing wrong with prescription drugs if you understand that it should be, for many people, temporary and then learn how to live your own life again. Try to Exactly. So when, when you're done with it, maybe do a detox, maybe do, uh, you know, if you have to be on antibiotics for a while, then uh, make sure you take your probiotics, make sure when you're all done and you feel uh, there are some issues that you do a little bit of a liver cleanse or a colon cleanse and that you get back on track. But use the Western medicine, the great research that has been done in Western medicine to to get yourself fixed up and get back on your feet. On the other hand, we don't want to get back on our feet too quickly because often we have a lesson to be learned. There is a lesson to be learned, and we need to listen to our body and get out of the stress, get out of the fast lane, and slow down a little bit. Exactly. It's a it's a battle. It's really a fine uh, it's really a fine balance that I that I discover, and um, 
Again, I, I cannot say enough about your book, uh, The Intuitive Advisor, and I highly recommend that people look it up. Uh, is it available at Borders and, uh, and yes. Barnes and & Nobles? Yes, absolutely, or on Amazon, or uh, yeah, or on the web. Yes, The Intuitive Advisor, a psychic doctor teaches you how to solve your most pressing health problems. Um, this is really good reading. I, I, uh, I tell you that uh, I, I've been enjoying reading this book. Uh, I have not finished it, but I will finish it. It's uh, it, it because I have a feeling that, that I tell you, the first two chakras, I, I think I deal more with uh, fifth or sixth chakra issues. And uh, so I, um, I have to read it more specifically. But, you know, a quick question, Dan. We all deal actually with all the chakras because we all have them in our body. It is exactly. just some are more prevalent than others at certain points in our life. Exactly. Hmm. So we need to understand that. And I tell you, folks, once you understand what is going on with you, once you understand uh, the symptoms and don't take the don't put band-aids on the symptom be honest enough to yourself that you are dealt certain cards like dr mona lisa is saying and you just have to learn how to stay in the game instead of folding and just giving up just make sure that you use the information that is available today and uh, the intuitive advisor book that she wrote is a great guide for you to, to, to recognize the issues and then use the information to make practical decisions in your own life, practical changes. You know, there is nothing wrong with making a change. It is nice to know that the information is out there. You can make positive change. And the positive change will therefore resolve some of the issues that you're dealing with, which means it gives you more time to focus on other issues that you figured you could never solve. So this is good information, Dr. Mona Lisa. I hope you come see us again. Thank Talk you. To Thank us. you so much for having me. You're so very welcome. And uh, and again, folks, Dr. Mona Lisa Schultz, her website, Dr. MonaLisa.com. Check it out. If you want to talk to her personally, contact her. Get the book, The Intuitive Advisor. I highly recommend. I'll bring it to the store so you can you can go through it. Have a good week. We'll talk to you next week with Dr. Noel Butler about gut-related issues. Stay healthy and talk to you then. <music>